What do you do when the bonus episodes of your podcast get so popular they need their own channel? You create one. Welcome to the Teacher's Lounge. Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge is now its own podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast service. Just type in Balderdash Academy's Teacher's Lounge. We'll see you there. Before we begin our virtual day, I want to take a moment to remind you of tomorrow's upcoming Thanksgiving football game against Veritas Prep. This year, we are competing online in a virtual football game. Remember to wear your Dasher's colors and be as loud as you can. We actually have a chance of winning this one. (laughs) There's a first time for everything. On a related note, with tomorrow being Thanksgiving, I'd like to take a moment to tell you what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for our faculty and everything that our faculty does to make sure that Balderdash Academy is a success. I'm thankful for you, the students, because without you, our school would just be a bunch of adults teaching an empty classroom. I'm thankful for our listenership and for the viewers on our YouTube channel. And most of all, I'm thankful that in this trying time during the pandemic, that most of what we do happens online. Because, frankly, there is nothing as comfortable as wearing gym shorts instead of dress pants while teaching a class online. Thank goodness we're only seen from the waist up. Have a good, safe Thanksgiving, and we'll see you online at the game. Jungle. Smurf. Jungle Smurf. (laughs) (laughs) Why isn't that a movie? Smartphone. (laughs) Giraffe. Piercing. Portmanteau. Beeswax. (laughs) Madonna. How about adjectives? Give me some adjectives. Fluffy. All right. Spooky. Bright. Flatulent. Moist. (laughs) (laughs) There's a theme. (laughs) Lucid. All right. How about verb? Pick. Choose. Lose. Contemplate. Ooh, cashinate. Cashinate? Mm-hmm. We've done plenty of that tonight. Juggling. All right, are we ready? Hello. Hello, uh, Mr. Michaels. Have a seat. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. I, uh, 
I, I heard something that I'm, I'm I'm slightly concerned about, and I wanted to I wanted to touch base with you about it. Sure. I I understand that you brought a a large amount of beeswax to school. Sure did. Yeah. Is there something something in the policy about that? Well, uh, in and of itself, beeswax is is totally harmless, completely harmless. Uh, it, it's it, you can even use it in a lot of the programs that we have at school, a lot of the crafting programs. Um, the the issue that we had uh, that it, it wasn't just beeswax; it was uh, raw beeswax still in the hive. Uh huh. That's the best kind of beeswax. Now I understand your desire to keep it fresh, however. Under certain circumstances, say when the hive gets moist inside a building, it tends to have the bees swarm. They get a little upset, yeah. A little upset. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't have a bee allergy, so it's not a problem for me. Funny you should say that. You, you don't have a bee allergy, however... No, sure don't. Never have. There are kids and faculty in the school who do. What? I, I can't say who. Just, just be aware that they exist, and and maybe maybe next time you bring the beehive full of beeswax to school, you don't bring it near the moisture of the swimming pool. Oh, I just thought that maybe, maybe uh, they they want to go for a swim after making all that honey. I mean, I feel like if I was working all day and buzzing and flapping my wings all day long and keeping the hive so hot and, you know, temperature regulated that maybe come 2.30 in the afternoon, I want to take a dip in the pool. And as a student at the academy, you have every right to do that (laughs) during open swimming headmaster. No, but... Generally speaking, let's 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 reinforce the old rule of keeping beehives outside. You you are such a wise man. I I am so sorry. I am so sorry you are right. I should not have brought the beeswax so fresh. Uh, <laughs> and next time I will find some beeswax that is old and disgusting and I will give it to you. <laughs> you don't need to give me the old disgusting beeswax. I, I, what I'd like you to do, I'm not going to punish you. There's, uh, we're going to call it a misunderstanding. But I, what I want you to do is take some time and contemplate what you did today. Right now, on your own time. <laughs> uh, if you could send in the next student, please. Oh sure. Um, and uh, here's a little jar of honey for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Michaels. Thank you. Bye. Next. Oh, honey, honey. Bum, oh. Bum, 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 bum. Aaron, my... please, please sit down. Sit down. Okay. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. Thank you, Aaron. I, I wanna I wanna talk talk to you. How how are you doing? <sighs> I am good. I've, you know, I had some rough patches, but things are starting to straighten out. Um, you know, things are going well. Uh, 
driver's ed. Awesome. I love that. That's so much fun. Um, and I found a new wax for my hair. That's really, that's a lot of fun too. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's mm. great. Uh, so I, I understand that, that music helped get you through that rough patch, didn't it? It did. It did. I discovered a whole bunch of different types of music and, um, it, it just, the philosophy behind the music, the beauty behind it just really spoke to me. If you could help me out and explain to me why you thought it was appropriate to belt out Madonna in the middle of Mr. Hunt's lecture. <laughs> yeah, I can explain that to you. I, I mean, I thought it was pretty clear. Um, I, I, but yeah, I guess uh, it's, it's a generational thing. Um, you're like, <laughs> you're like from the, what's the generation before World War One? <laughs> you're like that okay. generation and I'm like the new one. Um, and really what I like to do is I like to call back to my mom and dad's generation. Your mom and dad's generation. Right. Um, and I just like belting out madonna like like a virgin you know here's the thing what? Yep. <laughs> I, I completely understand madonna is a fantastic artist and mr hunt is very open and uh and uh willing to work with his students the the real issue came from the chorus uh, or more the side accompaniment that you decided to supply. Explain to me, please, why you thought Madonna needed a trumpet completely formed out of flatulence. <laughs> okay. You asked really weird questions. I mean, all right. Well, the flatulence part is from my generation, and I'm trying to be multi-generational here. Um, and... The horn was actually a tribute to you, Headmaster, because you're kind of, you know, you're you're the brass. You're like the brass tax. Um, and what is the trumpet version of the band called? It's the brass section. Um, they're also good for making doorknobs, uh, which is good because it helps keep the doorknobs less germy. Um, so... <laughs> I thought it would be fun to play a trumpet, but I don't like, I, don't, I didn't think it was supposed to be very loud and trumpets are loud. Um, not in class. That would just be disrespectful. So therefore it let out sounds of flatulence, which spoke to my generation. As I said, I'm, it's, it's, it's coming full circle. Look, you understand how that could be disruptive, don't you? Which is why I use flatulence instead of the actual trumpet horn. Yes. Okay. Uh, I can't allow this to go unchecked. Okay. So you have a choice. Either we can send you to Coach Steve, and he can put you through an hour and a half intensive juggling workshop, or I can send you to Coach Steve, and he can put you through an hour and a half intensive student court. The decision is yours. Uh... 
All right. Uh, clarifying question. Um, <laughs> do I need to be able to juggle at the end of the juggling torture? You would just have to class. Just have to attend. It's not a, it's, it's not a torture. It's a right. it's an enrichment. It's it's to help you focus, to help you enrichment. predict what's happening. So you're sending me to a class to change my ways. Yes. By force. <laughs> okay. Um You know, I'm I'm gonna go with the uh, juggling. <laughs> All right. So if you could report to Coach Steve and send in the next student, please. All right. I'm going to go get my swords and go to Coach Steve. And Beatrice, you're up. Touched for the very first. <laughs> there was this girl in my class earlier and she was singing it. It was hilarious. Miss Stacy, could you please sit down? Sorry. Hi. Hi, headmaster. Beatrice. I would like to talk to you about your smartphone use. Oh my god, I have the smartest phone of all my friends. Yeah, I understand that you really enjoy using the digital assistant. Uh, yeah, like the calculator part? Sure. Yes, that's a guess. That's Yeah, I like totally. Yeah, if I hold it upside down, it goes from like a few buttons to like a lot of buttons. <laughs> So I understand that you're using the screen to form words out of numbers. Uh, I'm not sure if that's exactly what Professor McGill wanted when she asked for your answer in class. Oh, well, I just wanted to make sure that she knew that 80085 spells boobs. <laughs> I'm fairly certain she understands that. I can also tell you that why did James Joyce get into writing? The answer most probably wasn't boobs. Who's James Joyce? Was he a teacher here? Exactly. I... <laughs> Have you ever heard of the term lucid? Um... No, I, I, I think it's like, it's like what a cloud is. It's like dreamy, right? Like, like... That's good. Yes, it's, it's very close. In that it's exactly the opposite meaning. Great. I was a total guest headmaster. <laughs> okay, let's change subjects because obviously <laughs> lucidity isn't applying in this situation. I'm, I'm curious as to why you decided to stand up in the middle of her class, shout that the answer was boobs, show her your phone upside down, and then spend 15 minutes making spooky noises. Well, I didn't think that she wanted me to show her or the whole class my actual boobs. So, like, the calculator is just what made sense. And, like, if if I'd shown the whole class my, my, my real boobs, then, like, I wouldn't have had to make spooky noises because they would have all been like, oh, my God. But because I had to show them on the calculator, I had to make them all be like, oh, my God. So I accompanied it with spooky noises. All right. So, really, Headmaster, if you think about it, I did the right thing. In, I gotta be honest with you, in this situation, 
I have to agree with you. <laughs> Thank you, Headmaster. I appreciate that we had this conversation. All right. I think that I'm totally lucid about it now. Totally lucid. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so can you just promise me in the future that you will not answer with boobs, answer with spooky noises, or feel the need to ever show your own in a classroom setting? Uh, well, yes, I can promise it as long as it's not the answer, but headmaster, if it's the right answer, you know, I'm going to tell... It will never be the right answer. Uh, all right. Well, you know, okay. You know, we learn something every day and I think that there's a whole bunch of more words I can figure out on my digital assistant on the smartest iPhone in the world. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. If you could send in the final student, please. Okay, all right. Thank you. It was so nice to see you, Headmaster. I'll see you later. Bye. Hello, Headmaster. Hello, Reginald. Yes, darling. Uh, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> I, uh, I I understand that uh, you really enjoy botany. Do go on. Well, I... I, I appreciate your dedication to your love of the study of plants. I'm, I'm curious, and I would like you to explain to me why you decided to arrive in Professor Green's class with a pith helmet and 35 plants. He told me you attempted oh. to turn the steam lab into a jungle. Well, certainly, I'd be glad to tell you all about why I did that. Now, as you know, and as you mentioned, I love botany. It really drives everything I do. I've had a green thumb since I was, well, knee-high to a grasshopper, my mother would say. I've been raising plants, saving plants, getting indigenous plants, and really making sure that they are staying alive. So, what better place to start my own botanical garden than in the steam room? Now, not only does it have all the chemicals I need to fertilize and properly care for my plants, but it's also ah, steamy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a bit of a pun there, a bit of a joke. <laughs> you do understand, however, that trying to outfit the steam lab into a jungle might not be the best decision that you made today. Oh, well, listen... Professor Green. I mean, Professor Green. His name is Green. How could I not go to Professor Green? He's a he's a wonderful gent. Uh, I I understand you brought gardenia. I understand that you brought licorice. Oh, true. I understand you brought a plant that was exuding the sticky substance. My question to you, mm, yes, is. What made you choose the plants that you chose? Well, that's easy. Now, the sticky plant you're referring to is the Gabarabas Karamashu Karanai. Explain to me about that plant. What is that plant? What does it do? Well, sir, I would love to. So it's actually found deep, 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 deep in the marshes of Boston. In the Boston marshes. In the yes, in the Boston Mustard. So what I did is I went down there with my granddaddy, and we dug out that sticky, slimy plant, and we brought it here. Now I have only the one of the last cuttings that ever exists. 
So, of course, I'm going to nurture it. I'm going to grow it. I'm going to let it grow and bloom and, and, and care for it as I do. And as Professor Green would understand, being a man of science himself. And I chose licorice because who doesn't like a niece? What? Not a nephew, but a niece. <laughs> That's a bit of a joke for you. Uh, explain to me what the benefits of this plant from the Boston Marsh is. Oh, right. The Boston Marsh plant, as it's commonly known. But as I said before, the Latin name is much more difficult to, to pronounce, so I won't do it again. Um, but the Boston Marsh plant, it is really, really, really good for putting on your hands before a basketball game. Or if you're a goalkeeper for, say, soccer, it also worked great for that. Or as we like to say, football. But, you know, I'm in America now. But what we do, I brought it here because I thought that our sports team would benefit from having the stickiness of their hands so that when they get past the ball and they're about to shoot, now they will grab the ball. They won't drop it. And they'll actually be able to shoot better. I mean, they're going to have to do a little bit of a flick because you get to really... It's a, it's a learning curve, but they'll be fine. But say the goalkeeper, stick right to the hand. Say, uh, football. Oh, yes, that would be lovely. And they just catch it because they're always fumbling. There's so many whistles. and It's a damn sport I don't understand. Mr. Simpson, mm. thank you for clearing Sorry. this up. In the future, please do not um, bring the entire jungle to school uh you can keep it in your dorm you can uh, if you feel so, the need to keep it uh on property we have a greenhouse may i put it in the botanical garden yes you may and on that note on your way to the botanical garden stop in so, and talk to coach steve mm, this uh mm -hmm. This Boston Marsh plant, I think, is um, mm. I think is exactly what we might have been looking for. Oh, thank you very, very much. So there will be no punishment, but just make sure on the way to the Botanical Garden, stop in and talk to the coach, all right? Yes, sir. I will do so right away, Mr. Headmaster. All right. If you could close the door behind you, Mr. Simpson. Yes, sir. Hey, Butler. Contact the coach. I think we may have an angle on how we can start winning games. <laughs> all right folks welcome back to our live stream of this year's science fair and i know a lot of the uh, parents can't be with us so uh we, we're recording a live video and you can kind of come around with us table to table as we experience some of these uh, this year's amazing science projects I, of course, am Coach Steve of the Balderdash Academy Dashers, and I was the only one without a good excuse of why I couldn't be shooting this video, so here I am. Uh, we're going to go over here to the first exhibit that is catching my eye, and um, this is uh, Jennifer, and uh, Jennifer is in what? The, uh, is in a band? I, I'm, Jennifer, I'm not sure. I don't know a lot about you. I believe she's in band. That's right. And, I'm in uh, band. Let me just get a quick. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hi, this is Jennifer, everyone. And Hi. Jennifer. Oh, this is a really cool looking science experiment. Oh, thank you. Uh, it says here that you have made a um, a remote car starter that mm -hmm. is effervescent and also lament. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. The thing about cars is that sometimes you just want to start them 
but they just don't want to start or sometimes they're grumpy when they start and i was thinking how could i make the car a little more happy but also keep that sadness and what i came up with was the effervescent lamenting car starter so what happens is you walk up it's a push button keys are so 20th century uh, so what I do is you walk up and you press the button and then you get sprayed with a mist of effervescent delight or as <laughs> I call it um, a mixture of rose water grape juice and uh, ginger ale it just <laughs> sprays you in the face it, think of it like an organic perfume made of synthetic chemicals. And then what happens is the car starts, but it doesn't want to be awake. And we've all been there. We've all felt that morning, Ugh, I can't believe I have to get up for school again. <laughs> I mean, I've done this for, what, 13 or 14 years at this point. Can I just be done? And the answer is no. You have to get up. And it's okay to be upset about getting up in the morning. So what I did is I developed it so the car can get up and, and, and wake up refreshed, yet still be upset about having to get out of its bed. What, Jennifer, what inspired you to uh, make such a creation? Do, do you find that you've put a little bit of yourself into this? Well, I think we put a little bit of ourselves in everything that we do. Um, sure. In this case, it, what inspired <laughs> me is... I like to sleep and I don't like getting out of bed and I remember it was a cold morning in July and I'm like I have to get out of bed I have to get out of bed the sun is out I need to drink my smoothie I have to get out of bed but I didn't want to get out of bed so what did I do I got out of bed and made myself a smoothie and I put a little bit of ginger ale a little bit of rose water a little bit of grape juice in it and I'm like, this is really good, and it's nice, but it's not sleeping. But in the end, there I was. Wow, Jennifer, I like how you've told a whole story uh, with your science project here. Um, now, best case scenario, if uh, what, like, what would be your goal with, with this remote car starter? You, would you hope to sell this product? Um, do you want to donate it to a good cause? Like, What's your long game here, Jennifer? excellent question coach judge steve my ultimate goal here is to sell it to any motor company that wants to really reach out to the younger demographic we're not millennials we're not zillennials we don't really have a name but we're still shoppers and the way i like to think of it is if they give me money for my brilliant invention then i'll have more money and that'll allow me to help. That'll, that'll give me time to go back to bed. Mm. Do you find, Jennifer, that you would lament more or less with uh, copious amounts of money? Well, you know, money doesn't make you happy. But I'm pretty happy as it is, except when I have to get out of bed. So I think money mm. won't make me sad either. It might make me effervescent, but a little bit lamenty. That's beautiful. Uh, well, Jennifer, it was very nice getting to know you a little bit through your uh, incredible invention here. And um, we're going to move right on to the next exhibit that's catching my eye. Let's uh, yeah, just follow me across the gymnasium here. Okay, uh, this is Herbert. Uh, Herbert, how you doing? Hi. 
Now, Herbert, you uh, you play on the badminton team, correct? I do. I love badminton. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's badminton, by the way. I I kind of said it very quickly, but badminton. <laughs> badminton. I think badminton. you would know that as a coach. Look, I. Okay. All right. Sorry, you I shouldn't what? be. Gonna be I doing... shouldn't be that way with the judge. I'm so sorry. No, you're going to be doing a couple extra laps next practice. But it's okay. You know what? Oh, jeez. Put that aside. Herbert, that where's aside your manners? Ma, go wait in the other room. Herbert. Okay. Uh, be cool. You, I guess his mom is not watching live streams, and she's here in the building. Good to see you, Mrs. Herbert. Um, Herbert. <laughs> Herbert Herbert is obviously your full name. Now, Herbert, you've Herbert invented Herbert. a... Uh, You've you have invented a gooey cat that saunters. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> sure have. The first question I have is why, but then of course how. So if you wouldn't mind answering those two questions, <laughs> I've been kind of asking myself that question too. Um, but I guess the bigger question is why not? <laughs> I mean, everybody loves cats. Well, not everybody. I mean. People who are allergic to cats don't like cats, but a good majority of the population <laughs> like cats. Well, some of them like dogs, but some will like cats too. And um, I thought, hey, I like gooey things. Why not a gooey cat? And then <laughs> I thought, what did you achieve? Oh, sorry. Go on. Go on, Herbert. <laughs> no, no. You've got a question. I want to make sure I, I, I answer them. How did you achieve this goal of making the cat gooey? Because I'm looking at the cat right here. And it is just dripping all over the place. Oh. <laughs> well, it took a little bit of trial and error to make this gooey cat. Um, basically, um, I give it a special bath, and uh, it's jello gelatin and it just it takes forever to come off so it's more like a short-term treatment for cats because people sometimes you know they're 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 allergic to cats that's some of those people that don't like cats is because they're allergic and so i thought hey if i made the cat gooey those people wouldn't be sneezing interesting theory so so I, I, I like where you're going with this. So make cats acceptable for all types of people. Because yeah. if you make it jello enough, then people won't notice that they're allergic to it. Yeah. Now, that's and, brilliant. And jello comes say. in so many different flavors. Your cat can oh, smell yeah, yeah. Like, like lime. Do or... you mind if I give your cat a quick lick? <laughs> um, Judge Steve, uh, these cats aren't for licking. But I am curious about the flavor. You, since you mentioned the variety no, of flavors. No, you misunderstand the purpose of my gooey cats. Please, tell me the purpose of your gooey cats. The purpose of my gooey cats is to enjoy cats, especially if you're allergic, but also to uh, enjoy a, a nice smell. So if you use the lime jello, they smell like lime. They're a little gooey, but that's okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, the litter box smells so bad. And when they go to the litter, do the thing, you know, they go poopy pee pee. 
<laughs> yes, I'm familiar. <laughs> and when they go into the litter box, some of that gooiness rubs off on the sides. And then the litter box doesn't smell so bad. After a while, it kind of smells like a combination of lime and lemon and raspberry and all those other thousand flavors of jello. So you gotta clean it eventually. But a little goo never hurt anybody. I heard a palpable sound of disappointment coming from your mother just then. <laughs> um, oh, God. Is, she, is she not a fan of, of your gooey sauntering cats? We haven't even called them sauntering yet. But... Well, we're a little bit at odds about that. She thinks it's a little harder to clean up the leftover goo than it is to clean up the litter box regular. I would imagine there's more traffic After the poo-poo pee-pee. Liquid and... and um, Slimy things and cat litter. Just, I do not want... I'm not envious of your home at the moment. Well, is that why your mom is here at the science fair? Because <laughs> she just wants to get out of the house? She's trying to be supportive. Um, I also don't like the cat. Come on, shop. You're going to make me get it. You're not... Uh, man. The cat's good for science, not for our home. Well, don't worry, Herbert, because uh, since I'm a coach, it is a pass or fail. So uh, the good news is you won't oh, be getting a, 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 a B, a C, or a D. Um, you'll either be getting basically an A or an F. So, I mean, that's that's a good way to look at it. Um, now, oh, tell me about the sauntering. Final question. I know, I know I've know. I just want to make oh, sure all well, the folks see, at home. Oh, well, see, you know, cats are idea. pretty spry. They're, they're known for being, uh, 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 you know, they can... They can run and they can jump and they can they can do things really fast. And I thought, hey, sure. we gotta slow these cats down a bit. Okay? They're going a little too fast. I don't know about you, but my cats, they like tear all over the house and it drives mom crazy, right, Mom? It drives me crazy. See? So this is why I came up with the solution. When they get all that gooey stuff on them, it slows them mm-hmm. down. They can't like it, it, they're their little limbs can't do as much as they could before. And uh, so the gooiness is kind of... The, the sauntering is a, is a side effect of the gooiness. Uh, but it actually turned out to be a pretty happy accident. <laughs> okay, so... I, I just want to break this down for a second. You were hoping to introduce cats to all kinds of people despite their allergies. So you bathed them in jello. The jello made them so well, sticky ju- that it slowed a- them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now they're sauntering around. I'm I'm worried about the mental health of your cats, to be entirely honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's fair. Just um, like this science fair. Now, oh, I Herbert, see what very you nice did there. <laughs> Thank you. Very nice to meet you, and uh, I wish the best for you, but mostly the cats. Well, All thanks, right, let's just a. let's just move along to our next uh, project here. And um, we have um, Roberta, and yes. uh, Roberta mm-hmm. is uh, yes, you're, in the, um, you're at chess club, mm-hmm. right, Roberta? I am. Yes, I am. Thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you, guys. <laughs> you were interested in the archery program, but we don't actually offer that. Um, so yes, you ended up with very chess. interested, but that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'll be fine. It's okay. Chess is very similar to archery. I will say. Yeah, it's about. Um, accuracy? It's, 
Stra- yes, accuracy <laughs> and strategy. You know, strategy. It's over it's strategy, fine. thank you. It's fine. Now, I'm just taking yeah. a look at your display here, Roberta. It looks like you at the uh, yes. science slash inventors slash maker fair, you mm-hmm. have created a pickled <gasps> magazine. I did. <laughs> that freaks out. Tell me a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I got a pick. Mm-hmm. So, look, magazine print is dead. Right? We hear it all the time. I'm sorry to say it. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Print is dead. Right? So, how do we get print back? How do we get print back in people's lives? Because it's important to have the textile turning of the pages. Like, it's just like a human natural thing. So, how do we get it back? Coach, how do we get it back? Uh, well, I got to write down plays on something, so... Well, what do we do with it? What do we do with a magazine, Coach? What do we do with a magazine? Uh, I was not expecting to be answering questions. Um, fire starter? No, we pickle it. Oh. oh why? Oh, okay. I didn't, under- I didn't think this was going to be so so hard. Can you just I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to be rude. I, I, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm trying to. So tell just, tell just me what me my like invention I'm a, I'm a is. Dumb person. Yeah, just, I will. Just tell me from yep, the beginning. Yep, going to. I realize I need to do that. Can you tell me tell me what the invention is again? This is a pickled magazine that freaks out, <laughs> according to what you've written on your diorama. Exactly, a pickled magazine that freaks out. That's what I'm saying. What do you do to a magazine? You pickle it and you make it freak out. Everybody wants some excitement. Everybody wants some oomph today. Everyone wants something quick and cool and fancy and TikTok-y. So what do we do? We make a print product awesome. Okay? Because they keep saying print is dead. It is killing me. I don't like when things die. Just start from the beginning. So we have magazines. I'm trying to save. Yes, I'm trying to okay. save the print publication. So, well, how do you save it? How do you save it? How do you save it? Oh. You make it exciting. You make it exciting. You make it pickled. Yes, absolutely. Gives it a different distortion. Makes it more textile. Makes it more mm, odiferous. <laughs> and then what you do is when you you make it freak out, right? Okay, so you open it up. You go ahead, open up the magazine. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Right. Open it up. Oh man, there's a lot of. Okay. Ugh, there we go. Ah, did you freak out? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I did not realize there were going to be pictures of me inside this magazine, and that's. Wait, close it again. Out. Open it up again. Close it again. Open it up again. This is the best part. Is this, this is like why we pickle magic it. Magic trick? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's science, okay. but okay. There's a picture of Herbert's mom in here. <laughs> how, did you, how did you do this? Okay, close You're it again. Open it up out. again. Close it up. Okay. Close it. Right. It's a pickling, sir. It's a pickling. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's a picture of Dr. Scholl, the, uh, the headmaster of Veritas Prep. <laughs> <laughs> how did you do this how, how I, did you know that you, i would be here and herbert's okay. mom would be here and apparently dr mm-hmm. Scholl? okay 
Yep, sir, I'm here I to hope win. He's not here. <laughs> okay, let's let's like beat around the bush. <laughs> like you say, right? Like we're in gym class and you're like, let's play kickball and beat around the bush. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's win the fair. <laughs> right? I mean I mean let's win it. Because now, I can do I that have with pickling. So all it takes is a little one. vinegar, a little yep. sugar, some onions, mm-hmm. um if my... you want to get have you been stealing from my private collection of pickle juice that I used for Balder Aid? I've been noticing the stores are a little low. Um, um, sir, you you actually gave me a vat of Balder Aid before my last competition, so I used that. Yeah, I was trying to get you pumped up for that chess competition. Yeah, and I appreciate it. It was awesome. I loved it. I loved it. With that smacking mm-hmm. of the time thing. Yeah, it was awesome to throw up for 12 hours. And then I decided to use it in the science fair. So that's what I did with this magazine. I pickled it with your Balderdash Academy deliciousness. Not. I'm, I'm confused about the magic element of it. Because did, did was my photo in this magazine before it got pickled? Or was it some sort of chemical property forced upon it? Open it again. Okay. <laughs> Open it again. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, that's just a picture of Johnny Cash performing at a prison. <laughs> Love him. That's why it's in there. All the best content. <laughs> it's not as relevant as the other pictures, but yeah, it's really good. Yeah. What it is, sir, is that the pickling produces whatever the viewer wants to see. Wait, You're what? obviously vain. So, it produces what the viewer wants to see. And that light is will make print. Do I love her? That will make mom? print ma- dead. Yes, apparently you do. Do you? Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me about oh, it. Oh, God, those are, that's what the deepest hearing? secret I didn't even know about myself. I know. Wow. Well, you, I, I think you have to win by default because you've made oh some God. sort of magical <laughs> mirror that reflects everyone's deepest. <gasps> Thoughts and and wants. So, I think we, Roberta, I don't think made I even it. have the power to grant you the win, but you definitely pass. That's for sure. Thank you, sir. I think it's a <laughs> we win because it was from your Balderdash Academy. <laughs> I really did help you win that. Um, will you excuse me? I gotta I gotta stop this live stream and and go find Herbert's mom. Oh sure, totally. I'll be here. Um, give a good word in for the judges, please. <laughs> okay, yeah, I will. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This is Coach Steve of the Baller Dash Academy Dashers. You've just witnessed one of the greatest feats of all time in the category of science, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you are ecstatic. Uh, I'll catch you all next time. Peace out. afternoon dashers could the faculty in charge of the thanksgiving game against veritas prep please report to the teachers lounge today's meeting will be brought to you by the letter t thank you for joining me for this meeting as we discuss what is our next step with our virtual game against veritas prep 
understand that we can't mess this up. The, the students are really counting on us to uh, to make this a special experience for them. Faraday's prep is going to get their asses handed to them. Let's let me uh, be the first to say that they don't stand a chance in whatever form this competition comes in. Why don't we discuss what sort of uh, prizes we're going to give out to the winner of this game? I feel very I feel it's very important that we um we give these kids something to work towards and to to win here. Xavier, he's a student in my history class, suggested that this year because it's virtual, maybe the the trophy could be a digital trophy or like a Zoom background. You may be onto something there because uh, you know the students have used a lot of uh, have you've used Zoom a lot lately, and uh, I think that would be some way to really tie it into uh, make it special for them. Zoom is fine, but you know we need to make sure this is highly competitive there's a storied history with the thanksgiving game between these two rival schools and guys i'd like some more suggestions on maybe some alternatives agreed coach agreed i think that we really need to this is a this is a different year for them and we really need to make sure like they they they're amped up balderdash academy swag from our school store Winners get t-shirts. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I think we ran out of t-shirts like two weeks ago. Dougie took all the t-shirts when he left and uh, has refused to return them. So I'm not sure if they were used as fire starters or what the situation is. Everyone should be given a a brand new white t-shirt that they can then tie-dye at home with 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 balderdash dashers all over it. That that that's a really great prize, right? Forget about the t-shirts. If we need to order more, we can order it online. We have the online store. Uh good call. Um, because uh, the online store, they can print those T-shirts, mugs, whatever they want. We can we can order it on demand. How are you guys not hearing this brilliant idea that Marie just had? We could have our very own white T-shirt contest. I now think that I regret my white T-shirt idea, Coach. Just to remind you all, our students have already graduated high school and they're in between now and when they go off to college we might be okay as long as it doesn't rain keeping it uh rain free is probably uh should be our priority although if we're doing things a little differently this year i'm not sure the rain's really gonna matter let me just say this i uh between the time that i last spoke and now i have googled white t-shirt contests and now i understand why there was some hesitation uh, my sentiments exactly, Coach. Um, I think that there's probably a way of going about this that um, is still really exciting and maybe a little edgy without, you know, exposing everybody's, you know, undergarments when they're the white t-shirts. They're see-through. It's it's a it's a risky line to walk. Note the website that Coach went to, Randy, on the school server, so that we can block that from the students. Mm. over it i'm all over it no worries please don't do that please don't block uh, my access to various websites quickly quickly block it quickly please right let's get back on subject we are talking about the virtual thanksgiving game against veritas prep summertime yet (laughs) trophies (laughs) 
Let's just give them trophies, guys. All right, that did it. That's uh, that's a great, great end to the meeting. We'll get right on that. Thanks, Marie. <laughs> we All Have a Story is a podcast dedicated to learning more about the folks around us, one person at a time. We'll chat with accountants, bus drivers, entertainers, novelists, beekeepers, piano tuners, booksellers, artists, and more. Check out We All Have a Story using your favorite podcast app or service. Oh, oh, I'm glad you're here. Uh, Professor Stuart Harmon, Professor McGill, Professor mm-hmm. Hunt, Coach. I, uh, I want to I mix it up for my kids with Moment in History. And okay. um, we're, we're entering our chapter in U.S. government. And because of the recent election, I figured, wouldn't it be fun to do a president? Yeah. But I don't want to do presidents where the kids might know. I want to actually teach them something. So I'm teaching the the next class on the great emancipator himself, Abraham Lincoln. Ah, great. Now, let me tell you the story. I want, I want to get your insight into this. So Abraham Lincoln was born in Sinking Spring, Kentucky. And uh, he lived there until his early 20s when his family moved to New Salem, Illinois, because there was a disease going around. And they figured the easy, not that we can't relate to that, right? But there was a disease going around. <laughs> so they moved to get away from it. While in New Salem, he got a job at Denton Offit's General Store. And Denton, he ran the local general store in New Salem. And he was impressed by Lincoln because Lincoln was very smart. But he was also exceptionally strong. Uh, So much so that he used to brag to his customers about these feats of strength that Lincoln could do. Now, we've all seen pictures of Abraham Lincoln. He's tall and he's lanky. He doesn't look like he's a really strong guy, and that's why it was so surprising. Well, like many cities and towns of that uh, that time period, they had a local club, a local gang, if you will. Well, the local gang in New Salem, Illinois, was the Clary Grove Gang. And it was led by a man named Jack Armstrong. Now, these were just your typical early 20 punks, bored in a rural farm community. They would uh, initiate newcomers. Like, one of the things they used to do was they'd, they'd harass and they'd ha- haze people new to, new to town. They'd play pranks. One of the pranks that was written about that the Clary Gang did was put a person in a barrel hammer it shut, and then roll them down a hill. You know, fun, lighthearted harassment. Um, but it was the 1800s, so obviously everything was... Well, you'd get arrested for doing it now. Denton kept talking up how strong Lincoln was. And that got on Jack's nerves. Jack kept kept pushing and pushing for him to compete in a wrestling match. And... And Lincoln kept saying, no, I, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to wrestle you. Lincoln was a, a peaceful guy. He was a calm guy. He didn't take the bait until he was pushed enough that he did. 
So one day, Jack challenged Lincoln to this wrestling match. Lincoln had enough. And they agreed to have their wrestling match in front of Offit's store. So the day of the wrestling match comes, and what little amount of people who were still in town came to watch the match. It was a pretty good turnout. So they matched, and they were they were evenly matched during this wrestling match. I said match like four times there, but... A lot of matches, it's okay. <laughs> they were pretty much on the same level. Jack got frustrated and played dirty and tripped Lincoln. What? So Lincoln... Lincoln was pissed. So he stands up, grabs Jack, and slams him to the ground. Like, hard takedown. Uh, the rumors have it he grabbed him by the neck and with one hand picked him up and slammed him down. That, to me, is getting closer to tall tale than reality. Mm. So Jack's on the ground, and the rest of the Clary Grove gang got angry. I mean, they just saw their leader taken out by this tall, lanky kid. Mm -hmm. And they started going after Lincoln. Well, Jack, pushing himself to the, his feet, stopped him, right? Lincoln took him down, but it was a clean takedown. He, he kind of deserved it. Lincoln won the match. And later on, he and Jack actually became close friends. Um, Lincoln is one of three presidents who's actually in the Wrestling Hall of Fame because of all of this. He loved wrestling. The thing is, is I'm not sure how this whole lead up and how this match really took place. The, there's no record of, of winners or losers outside of this match. We know that Lincoln liked to wrestle, but we don't we don't really know much of the details about it. And I was hoping that you could show me what it was like that day and the days before with the wrestling match of the Great Emancipator. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's a great story. And one that should be told. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear, I'd love to see what you, uh, how you interpret this. Oh, my dear son, Abraham. You are such a strong young man, but I'm afraid we are no longer going to be able to stay here in Kentucky with this horrible disease plaguing the land. Aw, Mom! I know, dearie, but I have high, high hopes for New Salem, Illinois! All right, Mom. It's going to be great there. <laughs> I'm sure it is, Mom. I'm going to get myself a job. I believe in you, young Abraham. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Cut to New Salem, Illinois. Oh, Abraham, you look so dashing in that beautiful suit. You are going to go get a job today. I am such a proud mother of you. Thanks, Mom. Go get him, son. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Gonna go get him, Mom. All right, let's see. Uh, okay, we got Petty Pockets, Purse, Pictures. No, 
not going to go there. Uh, we got uh, Lionel Richie's Rocketeers. No, I'm not going to go there. Uh, we got Gordon Goose's Grocers. No, that just, that, that sounds too difficult. And we got Betty Crocker's Pancake Flapjap Hotspot. No, I'm going to go there. Okay, oh, look at this. Look at this. We have Denton Offit's General Store. I'm going to go myself right in there. Uh, excuse me, may I, may I speak to the manager? Um, I'm right here. Oh, hello. I'm not Karen. I'm, I'm Abraham. <laughs> and I, I would like to know, sir, if, uh, <clears throat> if it'd be possible for me to get a job here at this fine establishment. Oh, um, you know, I have been looking for some work, uh, some help. Uh, what, uh, <gasps> what are your qualifications? Well, uh, I'm tall. Okay. <laughs> I'm lanky. Okay. Look inside yourself, son. You are a strong man. Oh, okay, ma'am. Uh, I'm very strong, Who's so I can lady help. outside the window? <laughs> it's, it's... Look, we're very close, me and my mom. Okay? We're very close, me oh, and my mom. mom. I got a great She's mom. She's to support you. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got a great mom. And uh, I can lift heavy things like barrels of fish and uh, buckets of flour. Great. And, you know, you you look like an honest kid. Uh, uh, sorry, young man. And, uh, yeah, I, I could use some help around the store. Um, here's an apron. I think, oh, this apron is great. Thank you so much. I can just put it on. How do I look? Hey, Denton. Look? Hey, Jack. Oh, God. Oh, give me a cherry, uh, give me a cherry fountain soda and uh, twelve scratchers. <laughs> sir, sir, I'll get the cherry soda. Oh, that's that's great. See, I love your, I love your, uh, your, hey. your, your gumption. Let me hey, just lift this second. machine up. Oh, I'm just gonna lift this machine up and carry <laughs> it over to the counter and put it down. You are strong. I'm glad I hired you. Who the hell is this extremely strong newcomer? Thank you. Uh, uh, my name is Abe. Uh, pleasure to meet you, sir. Jack, sir. Hi. Uh, yep, my name's Jack. <laughs> I'm glad you're able to guess that so easily. Oh, is it the name tag that I'm wearing that says Jack? It was actually the storekeeper who said your name, but that's okay. Oh, well, that, you know what, uh, two for two. Look, uh, I kind of <laughs> run this here town. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to be called Old Salem, and then I came to town. Now it's New Salem. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is my town, baby boy. And if you don't like the way I run things, then I recommend you take off that apron and you head back to wherever the hell you, your mom birthed you. Don't let him push you around, Abe. Don't let him push you around. You've got to stand up to him. Uh, here's your cherry soda. Hey, Jack, sorry to interrupt you. There's a big pile of hort. Hey, who's the tall, lanky guy? Hey. <laughs> I wonder if he'd fit in a barrel, Jack. <laughs> um, That's kind of what I was thinking myself. Uh, let's um, see. We need a, kind of a... Listen, fellas, uh, I think you should just be running along. Uh, Abe, you don't don't pay any attention to them. Uh, right, let me okay. just take some quick uh, measurements. Uh, okay, he's uh, 6 foot 12 and uh, hey, 6 inches around. Okay, I'll find a barrel that suits that. You know what you um, should think about, boss, is maybe mm-hmm. going about some wrestling. 
I'm gonna go get myself a pile of horse dung. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you so much for the offer, but I would not like to wrestle you. <laughs> uh, here are your scratchers. Oh, thank you so much. My back has been itching me something fierce. Well, Please hold one second. One second. I just need to go to the window. Ma'am. Yes. Yes, Abraham. Ma'am. They said yes. wrestle. Well, Abraham, you are a strong man and quite quite tall. It's remarkable how you came out out of me. However, I believe that you have the strength to defeat anything you put your mind to. Perhaps you could go on to change this whole country. But ma'am... Believe in yourself, Abraham! But ma'am, that's why we had to leave the last town, because I picked up our house and I moved it to the other side of the street where the grass was greener. Abraham, I'm not paying you to talk to your mother. Okay, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I'm coming. Mom, I gotta go. You wrestle Abraham and you defeat him. Fine. Hey, baby doll, are you new in town? Oh well, well, yeah, well, yes, I am, but, but, but I don't speak to the likes of of gang runners. Man, Wait. you better just move along. You don't want to hang around with the likes of these two. Excuse me, Jack. That's my ma'am. That is my ma'am you're talking to. And when you talk to my ma'am, when you talk to my ma'am like that, that's when I wrestle. Look, I don't have anything to prove. I got nothing to prove to you. You defend my honor. Mom, I love you. I love you too, Abraham. I got nothing to prove to you, Sir Jack. Gang, gang, Jack. Jack and your gang that runs this town. But if you want to wrestle, let's do this. Let me just take off this awesome apron. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want it to limit my movements. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if we're going to do this, we should probably invite everyone to the center of town. Uh, Denton, do you mind providing light refreshments? Uh, sure. I'll have Abe bring some refreshments <laughs> Thank along, you. Since he's That'd so strong. I'll just bring the cherry machine out, sir. Cut to... The morning of the match. Oh, thank God for these back scratchers. Oh, man. Okay, you got this. You got this. Just loosen up. Loosen those shoulders. One and two. High knees. High knees. High knees. High knees. High knees. Remember, Abraham, mommy loves you. Mom, I love you. All right, now, Reggie. Don't forget, you need to narrate the entire fight. It's very important that all the people in the back who can't see are able to hear exactly, move for move, what's happening. Welcome to Fight Day! Here in New Salem, Illinois, we have future heavyweight champion of New Salem, Jack Armstrong! Oh, baby! He's tall, he's honest, he's lanky as the day is long. Abraham Lincoln! Hi, ma'am. You go get them, Abraham. Love you, ma'am. Look, kid, I got 75 cents riding on this. You better not let me down. 
75 cents! Oh gosh, gee willikers, I didn't know that you believed in me that much, sir. Uh, I'm really not in this to prove anything, but uh, if you got 75 cents in this game, you got it all. Well, don't come back to the store if you don't win. Oh, gee, I need this job, my ma'am would be so disappointed. The opponents take the ring. Tonight's fight is brought to you by Ford's Theater. When you're looking for a night that'll blow your mind, remember Ford's Theater. Lincoln's in the corner. Lincoln slowly, cautiously approaches Armstrong. Armstrong grabs Lincoln. And Lincoln doubles. There's a counter move. Armstrong attempts the fireman's carry. And Lincoln, being 12 feet tall, simply steps over him. Excuse me. Oh, you got this. That's my baby. Armstrong moves in for the slam. And oh, no, thank you. Lincoln deftly steps aside. This match Pardon is me. becoming a draw. All right, let's, I need a quick timeout. Reggie, go, go, give me a sarsaparilla, please. Oh, you got a boss. I'll be right and, back there, okay? Uh, oh, give me the bucket to spit in, too. That'd be. <laughs> All right. I've been All right, Armstrong, I can jack it, but look, I got you a bucket of sarsaparilla and a bottle to spit in. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this is a lovely afternoon. Thank you for inviting me to this fight. Listen, kid, I just made another 50-cent bet, so we're up to our buck 25. Oh, my goodness, Mom, do you believe in me? I need you. I do. In fact, I have a whole quarter in on you. Oh, my Lord, there's a lot of money. Okay, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Do your mother proud. We're getting back in our round two of the match. Round two is brought to you by Emancipation Station, your favorite place for Tin Pan Alley tunes. That's Emancipation oh, Station. And Lincoln takes the field. Armstrong walks up. Armstrong, oh, Armstrong apparently has an untied shoe. He bends over to tie it. No, he grabs a handful of dirt. It goes in Lincoln's <laughs> face. Oh. <laughs> Armstrong reaches out and grabs a leg. Lincoln goes down. Oh, my baby baby. Excuse me, sir. I can't wait to take your mom on a date. Excuse me, sir. Lincoln begins oh, to man. get bigger. He appears to be turning a sickly shade of green as he grabs Armstrong by the neck. It's over his head. Armstrong is dangling. And he's down. You don't play dirty, and you don't talk about my ma'am. Sorry to have done that to you, sir. Now, I reckon nobody goes, picks up our boss by the neck, and slams him on the ground. We're gonna have to teach you the right way. Wait, to time, time out, boys. Time out, boys. Time Time. Boys, don't, don't worry. You don't need to avenge my honor. I was, I was beat fair and square by this tall, lanky alien man. Uh, he might be new in town, but he's a strong fellow with a beautiful mother. You know, I, I appreciate you saying that. 
So we're gonna respect this, and he won. He, he won fair and square. Um, and uh, here, as a token of, of my gratitude for competing in this fight, here's a, a sarsaparilla that I accidentally spat into because I got confused. You know, boss, it seems like the only thing left to do is for us to go throw someone in a barrel, roll them down a hill. Thank you for watching tonight's fight. Tonight's match was brought to you by the as-yet-to-be-named Playlogs. With your own Playlogs, you can build your very own Log Cabin Playlogs. Coming to a store near you. Mm, I love Log Cabins. Um, Jack... I respect what you just said about me, and I was uh, hoping that maybe we could hang out and play some Nintendo 92 on a piece of wood and some branches. It's my favorite I'm... thing to do. My mom taught me. That sounds like the greatest thing anyone's ever said to me. Nobody ever wants to play Nintendo friends. 94 with me. They just want to roll people in barrels into rivers. That's so mean. Do you want to be best friends? Best friends. Yes. Look at my best friend. boys becoming besties. Hi, ma'am. Love you. Oh, Mom's proud of you, Abraham. Mom, I'm sorry. I hope they don't kick us out of here, too. Wow. It, thank you so much. I mean, there are elements of that story that I never even realized happened. If that's not how it went down, I'd be shocked. Absolutely. So sounds realistic to me. I I can't thank you enough. This is definitely going to entertain my students. <laughs> Balderdash Academy's Teacher's Lounge was produced and edited by Bob LeBlanc. Theme music by Think Fish Tank. Performed and written by Steve Corning, Carla Rose Dubois, Nate Green, Randy Hunt, Bob LeBlanc, Molly McGill, and Marie Stewart Harmon. Copyright 2020, Robert J. LeBlanc and Steve Corning, all rights reserved.